For those who don't know me or are new to this podcast, I'm the co-founder of a plant-based portable coffee creamer called Unicreamer. I started with my sister, Elise, and we have been through everything from financing to a Kickstarter campaign, finding the right manufacturer, an accelerator, and even filming for Shark Tank. Not airing, but filming. And I'm here to basically help you avoid mistakes and answer questions that you just don't know when you're starting out. I want this to be a no BS podcast. I'm not going to spend five minutes selling you something, but if I get a little sassy in the future, you never know. This podcast is also sponsored by the Asa Collective, the fastest growing women's podcast network with the goal of helping ambitious women monetize. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, guys, I am back with Natalie of the Classy Network. Um, This girl is so freaking cute, and she's also a badass boss. And um, they just opened up their first Classy Castle. I'll let you talk to them about that. But um, if you guys don't know what Classy is, they are a company that sells blue light glasses that are fashionable. And they make women feel really good about themselves. And it's all about female empowerment and looking and feeling your best. Um, So Natalie, can you just give me a little bit more of the down low about Classy? Yeah. So I guess I started this company when I was experiencing the uh, side effects of just way too much blue light exposure. I was staring at my computer screen all day long and I couldn't sleep one night. I closed my eyes and I saw this white screen, even though I was trying to go to sleep and I knew it was from my computer. So I did some research in that moment and I found out about blue light and how the overexposure is just really not good for you. And so I tried to find a solution and all I could find were these really ugly blue blocker orange glasses. And so in that moment, I was like, come on, there has to be a better solution for this. And so I just felt really connected with this opportunity and I decided to explore it. I started researching and I knew that I wanted to bring a product for young, ambitious women that are working on their computers because that was who I was and I just really wanted to serve that market. And when I had this product idea, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And I just felt so connected to it. So I decided to do like a small batch of inventory, go for it. And so we did like 200 units and I just launched my online store connected with a few micro influencers. And then we sold out of our 200 units within the first two weeks. And I was like, holy crap, that was like easy. That's crazy. So (laughs) I just started following it. And now like a year and a half later, we have 23 different styles. We also have sunglasses. We're getting into apparel. So it's just been a crazy ride. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys, um, Natalie really inspires me. Her and her business partner slash fiance, Jacob, um, they're really great. They did find this major need in the market. Uh, But, you know, there's also hurdles as well. So I wanted to make this conversation as uh, personal and Mm -hmm. authentic um, as possible. Uh, just to make sure that we're extracting all of the realness out of starting a company. Because I think one of the reasons people love Natalie is because um, she built this brand and she built it around her, herself, not herself as this is what I need, but um, she used herself as the main influencer for her brand to build it. And then also um, they're, they're building this six-figure 
monster business, but at the same time, people don't understand that revenue does not equal profit mm -hmm. um, and the hurdles that they have to get through, especially in, in the fact that they're in such a crowded space and retail is also really hard to, to get into as well. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just dive right into it. Can you let everyone know how you built your business from the start? And I mean, I know you guys sold really quickly, but then how did you keep the momentum going? What was the game plan? Yeah, good stuff. Oh, and also you said six figure, but we're seven figure. Woo -woo. Oh, shoot, you guys. I meant six figure a month. <laughs> Correction. There you go. Yeah, that is true. Um, so I would say in the beginning, it was, I guess, kind of luck with the influencers we chose with or who we chose to kind of partner with. We really only partnered with two micro influencers to start. So they both had under 20,000 followers and I personally followed them and I knew that they were just very loyal or very good at engaging with their audience. They had a lot of loyal followers. And so I just sent them a video message on Instagram. I introduced myself. I told them about the product I was launching and I would love to send them a pair in exchange for a free shout out on my launch day. And because the product was such a winning product and a lot of girls wanted it, they were like, oh yeah, like I would love to have that product and I got you, I'll give you a shout out. And let me just start with when I reached out or when I got those two micro influencers, it wasn't the only two that I reached out to. I reached out to like 50 plus micro influencers and even bigger like macro influencers as well. And those were the only two that responded and I felt like were, were really interested and I could trust to send that product to. So that's who I started with. Um, and it was like a hustle trying to get like someone interested and excited to share about the product. So I sent it to them and then from there, the word of mouth kind of spread and their friends that were also micro influencers were like, oh my gosh, I want a pair. So then they started coming to me and reaching out and asking for some product in exchange for a shout out. And then it led me to bigger influencers that have like, had hundreds of thousands of followers that heard of our brand through them and then wanted to rep us as well. And once I got into a, a follower who had like over 500,000 followers she, or an, an influencer who had 500,000 followers, she said that she would want to partner with me, but she did expect some type of payment. So at that time I was like, all right, so how do I set up an affiliate? I'm not really sure how to do that. So I had to do a bunch of research and um, I'm just going to tell you guys what we use. We use this platform called lead dino and basically you set up, the influencer on there and you can put in their PayPal email address so that you can send them payouts on a monthly basis and basically that software tracks everything for you so tracks um, how many uh, how many people just clicked on our website how many people purchased how many people gave us their email didn't purchase yet um, so yeah so we started using affiliates after that because a lot of people you know they expected to get compensated instead of just getting free products and I was totally on board with it because if they're gonna share about the brand then I wouldn't if, if they didn't I wouldn't have gotten sales and if they do and then we get sales and they can get a piece of it totally cool with that yeah and I want to throw in a side note here to you guys. Yeah. Um, number one, influencer marketing doesn't work for everyone. The reason why it worked for Classy was because A, they're very visual. Obviously, their whole brand is around not only the benefits of wearing the glasses, which I'm wearing mine, but also um, it has to do with the emotion and the energy you put into promoting it. So when people, when, when uh, Natalie reached out originally, if influencers are able to look at her network and her brand as a whole, 
um, they would say, oh my gosh, yes, this looks so much fun. The founder looks fun. I want to align with this. If you're just a regular blue light glasses company and you're reaching out to influencers, that is not going to work unless you have branded yourself in a way that's attractive to other influencers. Okay. Just yeah. had to say that. It's not oh, easy. Okay. It is not easy. <laughs> No, yeah, we can dive into that too when you're ready, just about like being the attractive character and like how to represent your brand and being that main influencer and stuff like that. But you can like direct that when you're ready because yeah. I feel like there's still more to go with the influence. Yeah. Well, I want to hear like, I think what you've done such a good job at is staying, um, staying committed every single day to sharing the, uh, your brand and your now the classy castle and your mm -hmm. products. Um, as yourself. And I keep, and I keep saying this because um, I think the future, what we're, what we're looking for in the future with retail, especially online is, you know, it used to be the big brands. Everyone was buying from, um, you know, Walgreens, Target, uh, the large corporations, and now it's towards micro brands. Mm -hmm. And now it's actually heading towards people and influencers. Oh, so yeah. it's a, such a long-term great plan to position yourself, the CEO as the person behind it, because that allows you to expand your line and for you to promote it, um, as opposed to looking like a large brand that no one can actually connect to. So I think the hardest part for me and for other people is like committing every single day to sharing. Like sometimes I honestly don't want to get online. Like today, I, my hair, I can't get it to look good for the life of me. How do you stay committed every single day to sharing? I just, it's part of the journey. Like I committed to this about a year ago now where I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. Like I know for myself that I can see the value in being my own influencer one day, whether I even am attached to this brand or not. Like there's just so much value in having an audience and making an impact. And that's something that just means a lot to me. So regardless of how I look or like how I feel, I just continue to try to show up and I just be real and I just connect as much as I can because I know that the long term, if I continue to show up every day, that I'm going to make an impact, I'm going to grow my following, and I'm going to get more people to care about me and the brand that I'm, I'm running. And and also like if classy network, if one day I sell this business, I can still start another business and then I'll have an audience of people who truly care about what I'm doing because I know that I'm committed to doing great things and bringing great products into the world, no matter what it is that I do. And to have an audience of people that are just excited about what I'm doing, that means that no matter where I go or what business I'm running, that people would probably be interested in what I have to offer. So I just look at it as like the long term strategy. And just if I'm committing to it, I know that's what I want for my future. Then I just, I tell myself, okay, I got to show up today. What am I going to do? Yep. And even short term, yeah. how are you going to make extra income while you're building your business? Um, if people are seeing that you are an expert and, and you don't have to fake it, you don't have to say I've sold a business in five years. Mm -hmm. You can start with people who are looking to start. And Mm -hmm. If you're a leading force on Instagram, for instance, or LinkedIn about how to start a business and growing it, um, that opens you up to extra revenue streams when you're starting out mm -hmm. um, if you can't pay yourself from your business yet. And you've done that, right? You and Jacob oh, have yeah. both done that. Yeah. So like when we first started Classy Network, I was 
um, just being the face of the company, it was really, really helpful. And I still am. But like in the beginning, we didn't pay ourselves through Classy Network because it was our baby. We were taking every dollar that we made with Classy and put it right back into it. And we were lucky to also have another company at the time that did pay our salary, but we still wanted more. So we decided to do a coaching program and teach people how to use Instagram to sell their, sell their services or just sell products in their business. And so doing that coaching program, it was really easy for me because now at this point, it was just something that I was used to and that I could teach someone really easily. So I started doing business coaching on how to use social media to sell for your business. And that was another extra revenue stream for me to just like have on the side while I was building Classy Network and then also to be able to pay myself a little bit more, which is like huge, like with product-based companies, especially because the margins obviously are going to be lower than like a course or like doing coaching and things like that. It's just, you don't, you really don't want to be paying yourself that much because you need every dollar to put back into your business for inventory, for growth of the team, for just growing. And it just really depends. I think we should talk about that. I think we should talk about growth versus profitability because there's two ways you can go with a product-based company. You can be profitable and be just smaller and like you can be doing everything. But if you want to scale and if you want to grow, then profitability is going to shrink. Absolutely. <laughs> and Let's break it down. Let's yeah. break um, first of all, let's define the difference. So um, what's a growth company and what's profitability and what are the goals between both of those things? Right. So let's, so first, like for me in the beginning, I was just focused on being profitable. Me and Jacob, me and my fiance, we did everything ourselves. We packed the orders. We did the marketing. We did everything. We didn't spend any money on paid advertising and we made it to six figures and we had a lot of profit. Like I don't even, I don't even remember the exact number, but I remember at the end of the year, 2018, we had like like 50 grand just like sitting there. <laughs> we were like, what do we do with this money? And like, I'm going to jump in there. That's yeah. also not completely normal for a lot of businesses. Right. A lot of businesses will not be profitable until their third or fourth year, mm -hmm. especially if you're in, the, you're in the food business and your prices are a lot smaller. So exactly. um, the price per glasses for Natalie is around $50, $60, $70. Yes. And um, for our product for Unicreamer, it's around $12. Mm -hmm. um, and our long-term goal was growth and then to sell and hers was originally profitability. So we didn't care about profit, um, but right. they did. Okay. So let's continue. Yes. And that's exactly what, what this conversation is all about is like making that decision. So what do you want to be in the beginning? We didn't even think about that. We didn't even think about, Oh, one day we're going to grow and sell this company. In the beginning, we were just like having fun. This is something we're doing on the side. So we were able to be profitable because me and Jacob were doing a lot of the work. Then we decided right when it was January, 2019, we were just like, had this conversation of like, okay, this is working really well. What do we really want? Like, what would be awesome for our future and for the brand? And both of us decided that like, this is fun. This is something that we're using. It's kind of like we're playing a game, you know, like classy network is, is like a game for us where we're trying our hardest. And it's like, yeah, we were making a lot of money from it. But like I said, like, we are not paying ourselves that like we had it for the business and we're kind of using the money kind of like monopoly money. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, let's invest um, 10,000 here. Let's see how it works. You know, let's, let's put money here and there and just try our hardest and like take on the challenge to grow this into a big company. And that's what we committed to decide or we decided to do in January. We said, 
okay, let's take this and let's just try to scale. Let's, let's, who cares about profitability? Like that money is not even our money anyways. It doesn't feel like it, <clears throat> it doesn't feel like it because we right. haven't paid ourselves it. So let's just keep going. Let's just try to scale. And so when you make that decision of growth versus profitability, that means that like you need, you're going to grow, you're going to grow quickly. Um, not necessarily quickly, but you're, you're focusing on growing, right? right? You're not focusing on paying yourself a profit every month. You're, you still can, you can take a salary out of your business as an expense mm -hmm. to pay yourself to be CEO, which you should factor into. And once again, maybe for your particular business, depending on your margins, that might happen, not happen until two or three when you raise your first round. And that is really normal. Um, mm -hmm. With Classy, they just happen to grow a lot faster than most businesses. Once again, Unicreamer didn't. So mm -hmm. we have to wait till angel investors come in to pay us a salary. Um, yeah. But when you decide that, okay, growth is my thing, that means that you are going to grow this into a company that can eventually either uh, have an acquisition, so sell to a larger company, or continue this for 10 years and just have it be this huge uh, company where um, it's a legacy for your children, for instance. It's a very large scale strategy. Yeah, exactly. And it, it gets really tough at times because when you commit to that growth strategy, it gets like exhausting because you're growing as a company, you see all these exciting things happening, but then the profits are like super low and you're like, what the F? <laughs> you're like, what, what is happening? Yeah. Like, you're like, like, why did I decide to put this all back into my business? I want to go shopping. <laughs> exactly. And so when you commit to that growth strategy, it's really cool though, because you do get to see your company grow. Like for us with Classy, like we've been able to hire more people. We've been able to work with different types of influencers. We've been able to invest a lot more into paid advertising and then seeing that grow month to month. But like I said, profits are low, but that's, it really doesn't matter, especially if you're trying to sell. So let's talk about that. Like a lot of bigger companies don't care about profitability. What? That's crazy, right? Like when I got into the industry, I was like, how do people not care if you're actually making money? They just care about growth. They want to see you reaching more people every single month. Yeah, I mean, Uber is still not profitable. Oh, I think Amazon too. Yeah. I mean, the largest companies, and that's what we mean by growth versus profitability. Mm -hmm. They're still not profitable. Like it's yeah. insane. Like all of my friends that have been, I mean, I don't have that many friends that have giant companies, <laughs> but a lot of them that you have are still not profitable. And I'm like, what? And that mean, like, we're lucky that we are profitable, but it's not by a lot. It's like, okay, we may, like we're, we're in the green, like 5k this month. <laughs> right. Like, so floating, like, you know. <laughs> and profitability versus growth too. Like if you're going to put that on a pitch deck and you're raising money because both sides could raise money, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to make this, um, if you want to still have this be a profitability business and you want to have this be your main source of income the next five years, but you don't want to handle a hundred million dollar business one day, you're just like, this is great. And this mm -hmm. is a great business that I've started. Um, you could like always- Huh? Like a lifestyle business for that. Like, exactly. Like a lifestyle business. Money. Yeah. yeah. You could still ask for help and you can use that in your plan. You could say, hey, investor, I'm actually profitable. Um, these are my profits. This is my goal. I want to make uh, $100,000 a year with this business and this is what I need to get here. Um, mm -hmm. I will exchange equity um, in return for you helping me get to that place. And that's totally cool. If you're totally. growth, and you're profitable or whether you're not profitable, you have to be able to show that plan that 
if someone's going to give you money and they know that they're not going to see it in return for a long time, they need mm-hmm. to know that their money is going into a business with little risk and a potentially huge reward. So they want to see that risk minimized a lot in a really straightforward plan on how to get there. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely just depends on your investors. Some people don't really care about you going to to exit later. Like maybe they do just want a piece of it and it being profitable as you grow. Or some people just have so much money. They're just like, here, take my money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just take it. Just have it. Um, I mean, like I said, if you, I will always back this up on the other side. It's like the angel and devil. Mm-hmm. That's not a realistic thing. So but it does well. is the hardest thing we have ever had to do. And you still don't know if that's the right engagement because even if you are getting handed money, you don't yeah. know that long-term marriage is going to turn out. And right. that could cause potentially uh, a whole uh, other issue down the road. But anyways, yeah. yes, growth and profitability. So so for Classy, they're making six figures a month. They're now a seven-figure business in mm-hmm. a year, right? You guys have been in business for a year? No, we started in May 2018, so like a year and a half-ish. A year and a half. Yeah. So they're now a seven-figure business, um, and they're now focused. They went from focusing on profitability to focusing on growth. So now where do you guys go from here? You just opened up um, your first Classy Castle, which is their mm-hmm. office. Yeah. Um, so now what's the plan? What do you guys do? Yeah. So I feel like we're just getting started, which is crazy. It's like, you know, the past year and a half, we've grown a lot. We've learned so much. Oh my gosh. It's like, oh my gosh, we can even talk about all the things that we've learned and the mistakes we've made and things like that too. But, um, now we're, we're in the classy castle. We actually did get an investor in June, 2019. So like June this past summer, and okay. was amazing for us. But just like Lori said, like, it's not like that for everybody. Um, we did get just a really great opportunity. And also we've so far, it's just been a really great partnership. Everything's just been amazing. Um, but now so we have expanded our team and we have an investor that's on our team as well. And we have this amazing headquarters. So I think that Orlando is going to be our base. Like we're going to be headquarters here. Um, but I do think that we're interested in exploring wholesaling now. We've, we've been getting a lot of people asking us to carry in their stores and I'm like, okay, well I haven't done that yet. So it's going to, it's going to take me researching and making sure I'm doing it the right way and, you know, testing, trying things out, learning. Um, so wholesaling something we're getting into more and a lot more focusing on organic and influencer strategy again, because we did, we basically started with that strategy and then we decided to go with paid advertising. And then that kind of just, we got lost in paid advertising (laughs) and we are realizing like, okay, wait, what happened to our organic marketing strategy and working with influencers even more. And it's funny because a lot of people will say that we do so good at that, but I know that we're like barely scratching the surface with influencer marketing and organic marketing and things like that. So Right now, we're really focused on getting a strong um, organic marketing strategy and pairing it with our paid advertising and then trying to scale even more. So also, 
introducing new products. Like we're really excited about getting new products that we have that are like currently ideas and watching them come to life in 2020 and a men's line. <laughs> right. Oh, that's really, really awesome. That's exciting. Oh, thank God for Jacob. Seriously. <laughs> I feel like that's so much needed for you guys. And he's been left out of the fun part of it for so I long. Know, the men's line. I know so a lot of people have asked that too. Like they're just like, what can I get for my boyfriend, my fiance, my husband? And you know, our frames are unisex, a lot of them, but because of like the branding is just so feminine, guys don't really care to, to rep it. So we're definitely going to be starting a men's line in 2020 just so we can speak to them as well. Um, but yeah, it's much needed. It's time. Is, is Jacob going to be modeling? I think so a little bit. <laughs> you know, he, he's like not really like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. I'm like, babe, come on. You got to do of it. Of course he does. He's, he's open to it. So <laughs> that's great. I love that. Um, okay. So let's like, let's dive even deeper. Okay. Um, I'm a coaching client of yours. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I have this idea for this dark chocolate, uh, rolls that I'm going to sell to, uh, I want to make this a mass thing. I am going to put like ashwagandha and, uh, CBD and cannabis and make everyone super high when they eat it. Um, so they can fall asleep on the plane. Um, my business plan is like so amazing. And I think I'm going to make this a billion dollar business. Um, I'm coming to you. So what do I do now? I have this idea, like what would Natalie do to start out? Yeah. So with your product, obviously it's in the food space, which I'm not an expert in the food space, but I would say I I am an expert at my level of, of doing, using social media to, to grow your brand. So I first would say, start a freaking Instagram account yesterday and start building your audience. Now you don't even have to have your product out yet, but start your Instagram account and create content that your ideal customers would love. So if this person likes cannabis and likes to get high, why aren't you putting little quotes together that relate to how much you love getting high? (laughs) You know what I mean? And just cultivating an audience before your freaking product launches. So that way when it's time, you have a group of people already that you can sell to. That's so great because that means that I'm collecting feedback right away. Mm-hmm. And even before I start, I'm getting all of this feedback and, and possibly can maybe do pre-orders. Yep. Um, pre-orders. You could do so much. And like, that's a, a, a huge thing that a lot of people like don't focus on. Like they don't focus on growing the audience first. And that's what we did with Classy Network because before I even came up with the product, I knew I wanted to serve ambitious women. And I started Classy Network as a place to bring women together. That's why it's called Classy Network. And um, it was just like a social media account with a bunch of like boss babe quotes and like empowering quotes that girls could relate to. And we, we made it to like a thousand followers. So it doesn't have to be huge, but right. starting somewhere. So we had like a thousand followers before we actually launched the product. And then when we launched the product paired with some influencers, to kind of spread the, the word about it, that's what allowed us to, to blow up and already know exactly who our ideal client is. So if you're right. starting a new product, get to know who is going to buy that product. Like, is it someone who does yoga every Saturday? Like who, like who is going to buy that product and create content that, that speaks to them? That's such great advice. Um, it, it just, it's free. And so I think, and and off of that, how much of this when I'm starting out is process, like tracking and getting all that information and how much is just doing, um, what would you say like that ratio looks like? I would say like almost all of it is just doing. (laughs) 
Okay. In the beginning, in the beginning, you just have to take the messy action and just go, 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 Mm -hmm. go, go. Once you have sales, then you have data to look at. Then you have numbers to compare and then see what is working. But in the beginning, you just have to take action. You have to start the Instagram account. You have to just take all the messy action that you can and see what works. And when you know what's working, then that's when you look at the numbers and you look at the strategy and things like that. Okay. That's great. So um, Cindy, who wants to make these cannabis balls, I'm going to start just putting up my Instagram account tomorrow. And then in the, in the meantime, I'll spend a little bit of time researching on how to make them. But a lot of my time is going to be spent like pre-selling all of this. And by pre-selling, I mean, I'm just going to throw up an account, put up cool quotes, put up cool pictures, um, communicate yeah. with my customers who are, who are coming. Even if it's two, I'm just going to be like, oh my God, you're going to love this. You know, like have, be that CEO before you even start. Like, yeah. I don't know about fake it till you make it, but I think Natalie, to your point, like just keep doing because the more that you are in your business, the more that you are actually like in that CEO position. Um, So that's really cool. So what are the mistakes that you guys made uh, when you were starting that you wish you could have avoided? Yeah. So let's see. I think in the beginning, one of, I'm just trying to start back to the beginning. Like there were so many mistakes (laughs) in the process, but let's start from the beginning. I would say it took us like six months to come out with our uh, another product like okay so when you see that something's working you should be thinking ahead like always think ahead for your company especially in the product-based industry like what's going to be next for us we were riding on one style of blue light glasses for almost eight months in our company and I know that if we were to diversify and create new products and things like, or just new styles of the blue light glasses sooner, it would have taken off even faster, quicker with that organic strategy. So I didn't do that in the beginning. Also, um, as we decided to scale, um, we were seeing how quickly we were growing. Like we went from 20K months to 100K months within like a three month period because we invested in paid advertising. And with that, we look at the numbers and we're like, okay, well, if we're going to go from 20K months to 100K months, that means in three months, we're going to be at 250K months, right? So just innocently making decisions on ordering inventory. Like we definitely over-ordered inventory um, a few months ago. And like now we have just like a bunch of inventory that like our money's tied up in. We and, did the same thing. Yeah. And, and it's something that's super common in this industry. But Everybody needs to know, especially in the product-based industry, you need to order more frequently, but small, like small quantities and more frequently, because that way you can kind of control it and you don't know what's going to happen. Because for us, we kind of, we grew, we grew quickly from like 20K to 100K months, but then we kind of leveled out at 100K months for three or four months. And we didn't scale as quickly as we thought we were going to continue to go up. But that's also because the time of year it hits summer and in the summer, actually people don't buy as much, at least in our industry, like blue light glasses because they're on vacation. Like they're not really sitting on their phones as much. Like they're out chilling, like they're, they're planning on doing things. They're just not shopping as much. Um, Now as we're getting into the holiday season and things like that, we're probably going to go scale scaling a little bit more. And luckily we are prepared with all the crab (laughs) ton of inventory that we have. Right. Um, that was definitely a mistake because our cash was tied up. Yeah. Same with us. So what happened because of paid advertising, um, we put our first, we put one Facebook campaign up. We sold out um, in a month and we're like, oh my gosh, like this is great. We sold out our inventory um, in we a month. More. And so then 
we were like, okay, let's get on this. So we were actually sold out for a while. We lost a lot of our subscribers in that process. And mm-hmm. our product actually takes three months from when we put in the purchase order to when Same. we get it. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we were like, okay, now we have to order a ton of product. And then because when we just got it in, we thought, okay, let's ramp this back up again. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, it wasn't all that we hoped it would yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have all this excess inventory and we were selling a particular product more than we were selling this other that we ordered so much of because that margins were higher. Mm-hmm. So we were hoping that we would be selling this one product. We ordered so much of it when in fact we were actually selling out, um, our other products so much quicker oh, and yeah. really like get to know, I would say really, if you can, um, doing, doing, doing. I think the one thing that's really crucial in actually sitting down and planning is the inventory, just because you'll save yourself so much time and money if you do that. Yeah. And that's something that's kind of difficult because, you know, we've tried really hard to get it down to like a science of ordering and it's almost unpredictable. <laughs> it's right. almost unpredictable, but to start smaller and, and rather instead of over order, just like slightly under order, it, it honestly is smarter because if you sell out, then that like gets people excited kind of for their, the next time for it to come back and you can always introduce new products. So like for us now, like we've learned smaller inventory orders, like <laughs> that was horrible, smaller <laughs> batches of inventory and more frequently, and also always introducing new and exciting like things to your customers because you know, they want something new. And if you always have something new to kind of introduce, whether that's like a new style or new packaging or like some type of, I don't know, something that you put inside the boxes that is a little bit different, then you can show up for your audience and be like, Hey guys, check this out. Like, look what we're doing now. Oh, look at this new style that we have that's in stock. That's what's going to keep people always excited. So don't continue to order just like the same stuff over and over like get creative and think of what else you can add to your product suite. Yep. A hundred percent. And if you're a product like us, there's other options. So we couldn't afford to do R and D for any other flavors, but what we could do is there is a drop shipping company and the one we use is printful. So Mm -hmm. we made these really cute um, coffee mugs. We're starting to sell in t-shirts because you have to be resourceful. If we don't have the money to create a whole nother product line right now, what else can you do? There are services out there that if Natalie wants our t-shirt, we're actually paying for it after she pays for it. So it's an option that we can have on our site that produces a little bit of extra income. Um, Mm -hmm. We happen to have a really fun logo of a unicorn. So those types of things sell for us. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide like, what do my customers want where I can make this extra source of revenue from? And then if you don't know, it's great to engage. So on your Instagram page or your emails, um, do a survey. People love that. They love being able to have a say in what they want. Um, So that's just another way to engage customers. Um, So let's finish up with uh, growth and versus profitability. I think we We've been touching on and off of that so much. Okay. Um, I think a lot of this audience, they're just starting out. Okay. So I think um, when we go back to that, right in the last couple of months, you guys have just kind of switched over to knowing that this is going to be a growth business for you. So mm-hmm. where do you, in mindset, where do you see this going in five to 10 years? And why do you want to do this in the first place? Yeah. No, it's a good question. Um, and what do you mean by in mindset? So like your mindset, I think mm-hmm. to be able to 
scale a business that's so large, which I believe Classy will be one of the next, uh, what's that company that just sold for 90 million? Movement. Movement. Yeah. Movement. I think you guys are a more stylish, cooler form of movement, to be honest, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of mindset, like where do you see your life in five to 10 years? And why is it so important to you to make this such a large company? Like what do you want to do um, mm-hmm. when you sell and how do you incorporate into your why? Yeah. So for me, like something that's so funny, because me and Jacob were talking about this literally last night, like what is it that I want for myself and my future and for Classy Network? And for me, I want to so badly, and this is why I started Classy Network in the beginning, and that is to inspire and empower young, ambitious women, like let them know that this is something that's achievable for anyone. Like anyone can do this. Obviously it's not easy, but like you can do whatever it is that you really set your mind to. If you're Uh, if you have the dedication and you're really wanting to build something yourself. And so for me, like I would love to somehow make an impact even stronger. And I'm trying to figure out how exactly to do that. But maybe that's to go speaking, like go speak at high schools and share my story and show that people can do this. And how to use social media for good versus like comparing yourself and all this crazy stuff that these high schools are so like caught up in doing. I actually met like two moms when I was at a staycation, like two weeks ago. And they were talking about how, how crazy it is that social media is affecting their children and how like someone actually committed suicide at like 17 years old over social media and getting bullied online and like all this crazy stuff. And it really spoke to me and it like made me realize that there's so much bad that social media has. And I really want to kind of shine a light on the good things that are possible with social media. Um, so that's like something I really would love to implement throughout the growth process of Classy Network. And that is just like sharing our story and like empowering young women and even men as well, like that they can do big things and they don't have to be born confident, confident women or men in order to do so. Cause that was definitely not me. Um, And then also for me to take on this challenge and scaling this company, it's just something that excites me. Like I don't do anything if it doesn't excite me, but taking on the challenge of like, okay, how big can we get Classy Network and how can we create products that are truly like amazing products that are out there in the market? Because there's so many products out there that are not good. (laughs) Like they're really not good products. The company behind it, like the people just don't care. All they care about is money. Yes. All they care about is money. And for me, like I want to build products and like a whole customer experience and a whole line of things that are amazing and that people love and that are, we're continuously thinking of a little bit differently. Like I enjoy taking a stronger fashion approach and bringing it to classy network. And like you obviously see that because you just mentioned that it's like more fashionable and that's something that I'm having a lot of fun with. And I just, I want to kind of revolutionize the eyewear industry and create like a whole line of products for women that are really empowering, like outfits that make them feel good along with the accessories and all the things. I don't even know if I answered your question. No, you told I, this is actually the most, I feel like this is the most important question of the whole yeah. interview because mm-hmm. we can go over technicalities all day. We can sit yeah. here and talk about spreadsheets and influencer marketing, but to be honest, like your number one reason and the way you're going to build your business is all around your why. And Natalie lives that every single day in her business, whether she wants to or not, or whether she's tired, she gets on the gram Mm -hmm. and she does her thing. 
And every single day, it's all about her mindset or what she's doing or how she's building or things. And it's all, and she lives it every day. So I think it's important when you start any business, whether it's growth or profitability, yeah. always keep in mind why you're doing it because that's going to drive every single decision mm-hmm. and how you are running your business on a day-to-day basis. And also like making it fun because yeah. if you're going to grind for five years just to sell for like $50 million, like, yeah, great, huge payout, but you were just made yourself miserable for five years. So like, yeah. And it's hard. Like I get stuck in that too. There's times where I'm like, yo, this isn't fun anymore. And I have to remind myself like, okay, why am I doing this? And what can I do to change this feeling right now? Because I get stuck in those moments a lot. Like it's crazy because you get lost. Like you're building, you're focused, you're grinding. And you know, my dad will like call me at like eight o'clock at night and he's like, are you still at the castle? And I'm like, oh, you're working. And he's like, you need to go home or you're going to get burnt out. And I'm like, no, like I do. Sorry happened. You know, yeah. like, but I do love it. Like every second being here and focusing on it, even though it's a lot of hard work and it does allow you to burn out at times, it's still something that I choose to do. Like I'm here because I want to be here, you know, exactly. and I'm grateful for that. But it, it is hard to, to balance everything. <laughs> yeah. I suggest like if anyone's like really struggling with this is to maybe get, I used to have this uh, journal called the focus journal, but mm-hmm. um, it kind of reminds you every day to write down like why you're doing it and your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're able to kind of keep up with it, I personally am not, I was born to be an entrepreneur, to be perfectly honest. I can't imagine it any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for a lot of people that are transitioning into it, I think um, getting excited about it and like the long-term vision is the most important uh, part of your business plan you're going to have in the first couple years. So yeah. um, anyways, any more pieces of advice before we end? This has been so fun. Yeah. Um, I guess another thing that I like really like to touch on because it was something that was hard for me as like a young female CEO of like a million dollar company. And that was like, finding my voice and finding my confidence Mm -hmm. and knowing that although I am young and this is my first e-commerce brand that I still know what's best for my company because I care the most. And I just have that intuition and like the universe gave this to me for a reason. Like no one else was given classy networks brand. Like no one else is a CEO, but me. And like, I, it was really hard for me to stand up for what I thought was right. When you're like a young baby in this industry and all these experts that are trying to tell you what's best for your company and kind of like pulling you in all these directions, it's hard for you not to take their advice because you're like, okay, well, you know, they've been, they've done this before. They've scaled million dollar companies in the e-commerce space. So I should listen to them. And it was really hard for me to just like find my voice and get that confidence. And I feel like entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey that anyone could ever be on because you're not just representing yourself anymore. Like you're representing a company and you have to work through all the mindset blocks. You have to work through being afraid to stand up for yourself and like speaking up for what you believe in. And I feel like for me, it was like a tough journey. Like I definitely committed to doing things that I knew wasn't right, but I just heard advice from other people. And I was like, okay, if that's what you think. And, um, and a lot of those were actually mistakes. Like I knew inside, like in my gut, it was wrong. And I would just listen to what other people were advising me to do based on their experience. And I would do it. And then it would just crumble. And I'm like, I could have called that. Like I knew it. And so I learned that although I haven't been doing this for 10 plus years, that I still know what's best for the company. And that I'm, I'm supposed to be driving the bus. Yep. 
And it's definitely, it was definitely hard <laughs> to get here. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that. Um, it, that happened for us too. Every single decision that we made that someone else gave us that was away from how we originally or why we originally started never worked out. Yeah. Um, what we had started in our very first sheet of paper that I scribbled on about what this company was going to be and why we developed it in my story. Um, when we went off of that and we started skewing to what other people were telling us to do, those never worked out. So that is huge. Yeah. And like follow that intuition, like continue yeah. to follow. Don't let other people pull you in other directions. And I'm not saying that don't be open to advice because definitely be open and be, be willing to hear all the different ways to go about things, but like take it, digest it, then make your decision and see what feels right for you and your company. Because there's been times that I've taken advice from other people. You know, I didn't know about something and they kind of opened that door for me, but I felt like that was the right move. And we went that way and it did. And it worked off. It, it paid off. <laughs> it worked it worked out and it paid off. Exactly. It worked out and it paid off, but it doesn't always happen that way. And it, it really, I feel like it's like a feeling you'll get, like, you know, when it's right for your company or, you know, when it's not, but yep. still open to all the possibilities. Yep. I love that. That is, um, honestly, one of the biggest lessons I've learned as well. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and your business and get a little bit spicy if you have to, because yeah. I was afraid of that. <laughs> yeah, you have to. It, your mm -hmm. business is going to turn into a toddler that is going to act up on you, but you also need to defend because you are the only person who knows this toddler and why this toddler is doing what it's doing. Yeah. So um, 100%. Um, yeah. So yeah, you guys, I am going to let Natalie tell you how you can reach her directly, um, where you can find her products and yeah, go. Yeah. So <laughs> you can find me personally on Instagram at it's Natalie Rogers, or you can find me on, um, Instagram for classy network at classy network. Classy is with a K and then you can find us look or shop for our stuff at classynetworks.com or classyshop.com. So we have both domains now, which is great. <laughs> yes. That's so smart. Okay, great. You guys, I'm, I'm going to want to get Natalie on in the future. Cause like, I feel like we could talk for hours. Um, Do another my, one. <laughs> yeah. My zoom time is telling me that I'm 20 minutes over. So before it kicks me off, um, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Yay, bye.